live from the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. If you ran like you ran your mouth, you would be in terrific shape. Hello, two douchebags, one microphone. All right, uh, here we are at the city market. Um, this is the uh, Tuesday after the game. Yes. And what a game that was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a game that was, huh? Well, uh, fortunately, I was correct. I was very glad to be incorrect about the yeah. Chiefs game. Yeah. So I was 0-2 for that for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you're getting a couple ass paddlings. Where I get, <laughs> yeah. What do I get since I picked San Fran and the Chiefs? I was right on one of them. What do I get? One um, ass paddling and one pat on the back? Or you could just call it even. I'll just call it even. Yeah, well, yeah. that's probably better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about your ass paddling, Topher. Well, I probably deserve it. Oh, anyhow, I'm Mark. I'm I'm Topher. Uh, I didn't I didn't realize I didn't think about doing that even. So uh, I think we're all still exhausted from the game. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, it was quite a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, it was. the The thing, the game to me was very frustrating oh, because yeah. we were out playing them. I think there's no doubt mm-hmm. to anyone with a brain that we we were out playing them, but due to a couple of mistakes. We were not leading by very much, and then we were tied for a lot of, what was it, the fourth quarter? Yeah, yeah, there was a long period of time that we kept looking at each other and thinking about overtime. And Yeah, yeah. And, and then because um, I got off um, work halfway through with the game, so um, the, the fine folks like uh, Topher, his uh, awesome wife Cindy, and my awesome wife uh, Valerie um, all waited for me. And they kept the game on hold. Yep. So the game was actually over by the time we finished it. And we heard two fireworks going off. And I automatically thought it was Cincinnati fans. I thought Chiefs fans would be out in droves shooting off fireworks. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, we lost. There's the two Cincinnati fans in the area. (laughs) (laughs) And then later I went outside and I could hear a lot more going off once you get outside. Oh, I didn't know that. So you knew they won. No, I was after the game was over. Oh, it was after the game. Oh, then, okay, uh, we just stepped, couldn't hear all of them. Right, I stepped okay. outside with the dog, and, and I heard a lot of more celebration down the street. So I thought, okay, they were they were celebrating. We just I, didn't hear I was it. actually quite House surprised. I was very surprised. But me and Christopher both looked at each other when uh, Asai or whatever the hell his name is uh, hit Mahomes out of bounds. Yeah. We automatically knew that that was a flag, uh-huh. and that was another 15 yards which would put us at, what, the 29-yard line maybe or something, which was yeah. a, a roughly maybe a 42-yard field goal, which is well within. Well within Butker's range. And, and he's Butker, looking so much better this yeah, game. Yeah, Butker is not injured anymore, so he looks fantastic. Yeah. He went out there, he nailed it, and we won. You know, I saw a late hit out of bounds in the Eagles-49ers game that was similar to the one in the Chiefs game. Uh-huh. So when it when it happened to Mahomes, I thought, oh, wow, man, this is, this is like the Niners game. They're... They're pissed. They're throwing punches. Exactly. Yeah. Look, they saw the game getting away from them. Yeah. Because they thought they were going to march downfield with a minute and 40 left or whatever and do like they did last time and and, and then walk away laughing and embarrass us. It didn't happen this time. Our defense is much better. And also, you guys were so busy mouthing off. All you (laughs) did was give us fuel. That's all you did. 
was yep. give them fuel. So congratulations. There were a lot Go of eat pissed your off players. Lynn. Skyline chili, <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> so five way or whatever the fuck they call it, that douchey way of eating it. Mm. Um, so anyhow, the mayor of Cincinnati did not help anything. No. <laughs> yeah, what a uh, fucking doof. I yeah. looked up the word jabroni. Uh-huh. Um, it's the, about a hundred-year-old word. Is that old? It was <laughs> uh, usually used to describe somebody who is a fool or totally incompetent, lousy at their job. I think he um, described him correctly. In the mid-90s, professional wrestling took up the term. Oh, yeah, that's and right. calling yeah. people jabronis. Jabronis, yeah. So, um, and they're thinking that its origin might be for the Italian word for ham. Yes, I knew it was Giambone. an Italian. It was an Italian slang word yeah. because um, you probably heard the word a lot in a Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking jabroni. Yeah, I've heard that over the years, and I thought, now is there a person whose last name was Jabroni who did something? That's stupid? what I thought. I thought somebody like they did, did something. Killigan or yeah, yeah. yeah so but, yeah, you know, it's it's a. It's its own word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's actually a real word. I thought it was like an Italian slang word, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, it's like, like, a, what, like is it, what is uh, it? A stunad? A stunad is an Italian word for a real fucking dumbass. You I know, think so. Like, yeah. Like, like someone comes up and does says something really stupid. And goes, shut up, you stunad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I thought it was the same type of a word. I thought yeah. it was like a kind of a made-up word. It might have came from something, but as a deviation of that word. But yeah. no, real word. But yeah, you know what? I, I'm uh, Travis Kelsey nailed it. Yep, Mayor um, Jabroni. Yeah, and I love <laughs> the way that he came over. Well, you heard on the intro. On the of, intro, yeah. Yeah, and you'll hear the intro again if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> you've heard the intro again because that intro is so good. It needs played <laughs> a, a couple of times. Yes. So, and then after that, I guess I'll go into Cupid and what Cupid has to say about you. Yeah. So, no, I think that intro must have been inspired by God. Yes, like the Blues Brothers said, on a mission from God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that intro I'm very proud of because I took the obvious and stuck them all together and made it so <laughs> absurd. And thank you so much, Cincinnati, for setting us up. Yeah, you gave us all this fodder and just, you gave us a bucket full of fodder and we took it and threw it all over you. Can't waste it. No, no, no. no. Fodder is something like if you don't use it, it just kind of dissipates. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's like, it's wasted fodder. You can't have that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Fodder conservation is very important. Oh, I know. I, I always preach that. You know, watch your fodder. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You so. mother fodder. <laughs> what the fodder? Well, I, uh, I agree with you about the game. It looked like the Chiefs were in control early, and things are going really well. Um, then just lots of people getting dinged up and... and, and that Having was trouble the problem. getting off the field, mm-hmm. and then there's the whole thing about you know the fourth down that didn't happen, or the third down that didn't happen, or whatever. And I, I read about that and had it explained, and I guess they were like telling him on the sideline, and no one heard the whistle was going off. Yeah, and the guy kept going, the whistle. I've been whistling. This play did not go on. Yeah. So that right there is bullshit of saying that they got a fourth down. Yeah. I mean, I know plenty of times we got screwed by the whistle. So just eat it. 
fucking, you know what? If you can't take that, then don't be watching football. That's the way it happens. Yep. And then all this bullshit about the calls. I've been plenty of fucking times the Chiefs hadn't had a benefit of a call. Yeah, And I don't care what you call it or not. Talent wins over most of the calls. Now, this last call, the one that really counted, mm. the 2020 game, the hit out of bounds, was a right call. It was, yeah. All of these guys know. I remember listening to Schottenheimer. I remember listening to Parcells. I remember listening to all these great head coaches of the all past. All the good motivators. Yes. You don't let your emotions take over a game. Yeah. So that's what cool. the opponent is trying to do, get you emotional instead of thinking clearly. Exactly. Yeah. So they, hey, you're good. That didn't hurt. <laughs> it tickled. And it's they do just, that in warfare, too. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, any intimidation. Kind of, any kind of con- contest. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I've always heard them say that. Don't let your emotions take over the game. Mm-hmm. Focus. Yep. Focus. One thing in mind, winning, doing everything right. So the fact that he let his emotions take over, and he was mad at Mahomes for getting the first down when he had this high ankle sprain and wasn't uh-huh. supposed to walk. And, and it was every, supposed to be their year. And yeah. yeah, everybody and their brother picked Cincinnati, loved them up, gave them big hugs, said it's their year, they're going to go all the way, and all this stuff. No. He saw it all dripping away, sliding out of the grip. And, he got angry, and he went after Mahomes, and he got what he deserved. I don't feel sorry for the motherfucker. He, desi- he got what he deserved. And as a matter of fact, I hope his knee's fucked up because you get what you deserve. I, I have seen a lot of people expressing that they feel sorry for the guy for getting injured, and you know he stayed on the field, and and you know long after everyone had gone, and his teammate <laughs> called him out in the tunnel, blah blah blah, and it's like, okay, I can go along with you as far as let's not run this guy out of town and and kill his dog and all that no, kind no, of stuff. No, no, I agree with that. But at the same time... He paid the price. If someone is trying to steal your car and they cut themselves badly while they're trying to break in, do you feel sorry for them? No. No. If someone's trying oh. to set your house on fire and accidentally burns themselves in the process, I don't feel sorry for him. So he was out there trying to hurt Mahomes, trying to injure him so he couldn't play anymore this year. And yeah. he got what hurt if he in the would process. have injured him to where he couldn't play anymore? What if that had been Mahomes' knee in, in addition to the kid's knee? Would you still feel bad for him? No, yeah. no, no. I so I, I don't want him to get punished anymore. But I don't feel the least bit sorry for him hurting himself in the in the commission of a what could be a criminal act of assault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've so, got a no, couple no of points sympathy. here. Okay, number one about getting what you deserve instantaneously. Instant this, karma. Instant karma. This is uh, reminds me of the story a few years back. This is probably even ten years back of a guy that was stealing gas out of RVs, mm-hmm. and he went to the wrong hose, uh-huh. and he swallowed a mouthful of shit, mm-hmm. and that's how they caught him. He was out there puking and yep. vomiting and shaking and all Did that. Did anyone feel bad for him? Yeah. yeah well, the judge <laughs> the judge let him go. Said he thinks he learned a lesson. Oh God. But. You see, that guy got instant karma. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, the guy that was yelling at him from the from the tunnel, the other teammate, uh-huh. that guy let his emotions get the best of him, and he was wrong, too. Yep. Yep. So. He was being a bad teammate, and that's going to that's gonna come back to bite him. And, and also, shame on the Bengals for believing the hype. Mm. Obviously, they did. Yeah. They, they already anointed themselves the champions 
they already had it on their back when they walked in Arrowhead. Yeah. And all the Burrowhead talk and the disrespect, that's what you get. Take a lesson from the, the Cowboys. I mean, they went into that playoff game um, knowing that they were going to lose the next next that game and they wouldn't be playing the next week, and they'd already all made vacation plans. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but Cincinnati actually thought, you know, oh, we do show up and, and throw our helmets out on the field yeah. and walk away with the trophy. Yeah. Didn't and, work out that way. Yeah, so maybe next time... You ought to not listen to the press and listen to yourself so much and think you own a team and realize that that team that you think you own is the best team. Yep. yep and you yep, got yep. what you deserve. <laughs> and now you got another year to fucking think about it. Yeah, that's... Man, that the finality of it. They're done until preseason. Yeah. Yeah, you guys go, uh, yeah. go think about it for a year. Yeah. And think about what you did wrong. But, you know, either way, that, that's the last game in Arrowhead for this season. Yeah, it is. You know, win or yep. lose, that was the last game they'll play until, you know, yeah. until the weather's warm at, again. At Guffield. G- g- yeah, the <laughs> snarp up a hairball stadium. Yeah. G- <laughs> so, isn't that the Klingon word for snot or something? It is. G- <laughs> yeah. So, so, anyhow, yeah, I mean, um, the game turned out like it should have. I mean, in, in all actuality, I still contend, like I was saying, all mistakes and all, mm-hmm. the way the game was played and the way the Chiefs dominated without everybody getting injured, they should have won that game by 20 points anyhow. The better team did win. Yep. The more solid team did win. The better coach team won. All of the above. The right team is in the Super Bowl, just like, just like over um, on the NFC side. Mm-hmm. Look, that was not a dirty hit that knocked Purdy out. No. And they wouldn't have won it with Purdy in it anyhow. Knock Ferguson out either. No. He just happened to hit his head on the bat. It just happened to be a a terrible play. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, one of those plays where it wasn't anybody's fault. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I mean, I think they would have lost anyhow. Even with Purdy in there, they would have lost, I think. The Eagles Eagles were really looking at the machine, didn't they? They're playing smash mouth football with a good quarterback. Yeah. They are very reminiscent to me with a slightly little bit better quarterback of the Schottenheimer years where you had this beefed-up defense I see that. and yeah. you had like three people with uh, double-digit sacks. Mm-hmm. That's so hard to find. Or the Tampa defense, uh, um, God, when was that, 2000 maybe? Somewhere around uh, there, yeah. Tony Dungy stuff uh-huh. uh, um, where you had two or three people double digit in sacks where you put immense pressure on the quarterback Mm -hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Mahomes especially if his ankle's okay yeah he will he can destroy you on blitzing Mm -hmm. that guy can get in the pocket and get away and run for miles it's going to be interesting yeah Yeah. it's going to be very interesting so I, um, I I thought it was after all said and done I I point the finger at San Francisco for going into that game so ill-prepared at quarterback. Yeah, you know, because I read reports that Garoppolo could have played. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but if he could have played, why won't you put that guy in there? Yeah. Because after Purdy went out, you put, like we said before, leave Purdy in there because he doesn't know he can lose. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as he starts figuring out he can lose, say, Garoppolo, go win the game for us. Mm-hmm. And then it's on him. And if he doesn't win the game, you, his contract's over anyhow. If he wins the game, then you weigh the options, but you're going to let him go anyhow. Yeah. Because he simply does not have the arm it takes 
I mean, he's... He can play small ball, but that doesn't work anymore. No, no, no. When you get to that level, to Super Bowl level, they shut that down. Yeah. You know, small ball doesn't work. You might as well just go try to run the ball instead of doing small ball, so... But how odd that they wouldn't pick up somebody, you know, in the intervening weeks, somebody, a veteran quarterback with experience who can pick up a system or a modified version. Instead, they stuck with, with who they had available... Uh, the was it Josh Johnson or Ferguson, the guy who went in after Purdy? Uh, Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah. Um, I was. Who was available? I read there was like someone available. Was it like uh, Brian Hoyer? Probably. Hell, they probably could have got Brady in there. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. But to, no. To, to go in with with absolutely no plan for what happens if if Purdy can't continue. And yeah. it's like, oh, think, well, let's go with the oh shit quarterback, and then he gets hurt, and then, you know, if they put McCaffrey in, then he was pretty much stuck doing that and not being a running back. Anymore. A couple of weeks ago, because you're so thin on quarterback, why in the world mm. wouldn't you go get a Brian Hoyer and indoctrinate him in your offense for a few weeks? Must be salary cap problems. Oh yeah, I bet you could get Brian Hoyer and probably pay you. Yeah. <laughs> there are there are minimums. Hoyer's got what 10, 12 years experience. Yeah, something like that. So as well, a I know there's minimums. They'd have to pay yeah. him so much. So that's I mean, millions that they'd have to pay him regardless. That's where a good GM is. Yeah, you leave <laughs> cap room. Yeah, <laughs> we have yeah. cap room even with all the stars we have on our uh, on our team. Yeah. We have cap room. Well, a lot of it is the system itself too. It's like, um, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to make concessions to play with Mahomes. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to make concessions to play with Brock Purdy. No, no. So that's the way it is. True, true. Well, and another thing is uh, there have been quarterbacks over the years that they say, you know, this quarterback elevates all the people around him. Mm-hmm. And a quarterback of the talent of like a Mahomes or a Brady or a Montana um, – Peyton Manning, yeah. they, you could give them mediocre receivers and they could get excellence out of them. Yeah, yep. So you can you can also skimp that way. You know, give them a good defense, offensive line, uh, a decent running back and mediocre receivers and the talent of the quarterback will shine through and win the day and that's yeah. a way to cheap out and afford a killer defense too. Mm-hmm. So some well, teams go that way and some, some don't. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Excuse me. Dang it! I completely lost it. Now. <laughs> well, All right. Uh, well, while you're thinking, uh, the uh, the earlier game, the Niners and the Eagles, uh, I tuned in about halftime, and uh, it, the Eagles were up what twenty-one-seven at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole second half, the Niners looked unorganized. They didn't know what to do next. Um, the, the the broadcast booth booth people were totally out of uh, out of ideas of what was going to happen next. They were speculating wildly about what. Well, so and so's got it. Oh, here Purdy's got his helmet now, and he's throwing. No way. Now 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 McCaffrey's looking. And oh, he's I heard. His yeah. Helmets to the speaker helmet. And on and on and on. And in the end, the you Niners were out there just handing the ball off every single time because Purdy physically couldn't throw, and everybody knew it. And everybody knew it was going to be run, so they started doing reverses and triple handoffs. And it's just like, come on, just just call the game. This is ugly. 
You know, you it's like the bloody boxer who could barely get up off the mat. It's like this is ugly anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody's enjoying this. But I did I did like the fact that the Niners did not use their timeouts. They just let the clock run. They knew they weren't going to win. But for pride, they were just going out there and doing everything they could. A lot of teams, I don't know why they do that. They use all of their timeouts, I think, for a show. Mm -hmm. They don't want anyone to come back and go, well, he didn't give a shit, that coach, because he didn't even use a timeout. Yeah. But really, all you're doing is torturing your players. Yeah, That's they're like, stupid. let me out of here. I already yeah. got, already You're got down a fucking plane booked. I'm not a minute even going. To go. Yeah, they're like, I'm not even going home from here. I'm going to Cancun. So yeah. fucking, you know, <laughs> I, I had I had my uh, personal agent buy all my clothes, and yeah. they're, and they're already there at the resort. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember reading a book of a, a football player who uh, played in the USFL, and they were going out of business. And he said he remembered at the end of a game. Going back into the locker room to change stuff, and there were people there boxing up everything, all their equipment, all their uniforms, everything, because they were taking it all to sell because the team was out of money. <laughs> it's like, damn, they're stripping this place and selling everything. We're not coming back next year. <laughs> that was just had to be a hopeless feeling. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And it was either USFL or WFL where there was a, a time where they came to the stadium to play the game and all the team's equipment had been gathered up and piled in a big pile and the creditors were going to seize it. Say, you oh, haven't I been remember that, us, yeah. So we're taking everything physical that you own and they worked out a deal to where they could keep their equipment and pads and jerseys and footballs and stuff and play funny? the game. <laughs> game called on account of bankruptcy. <laughs> How weird. That is weird. Yeah. And, it, yeah. So. Um, but we'll get an Andy Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. The Andy Bowl and a Kelsey Bowl. Kelsey Bowl, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of little uh, little storylines that are very interesting to this whole um, Super Bowl. Yeah. And um, First well, time we have two uh, black starting hit coaches. I mean, I mean uh, starting hit quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, which I'm sure the NFL loves. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's uh, really good for their name, and especially with all the other stuff that have been going on with the head coaches and all that. You know, yeah. at least they have something they can hang their hat on. Yeah, that's so weird how all these teams are saying, Sean Payton, he's our guy. Well, aren't you going to get sued over the Rooney rule if you come out in advance and say we're going to hire the white guy? I think that's why they all retracted. Uh, they better? Uh, yeah. I, I don't understand why their lawyer didn't preempt that and go, hey, I think you're talking to him, but you're also talking to the enemy. You're also talking yeah. to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think the Lions got in trouble for that a while back to where they said, you know, here's, here's our guy, this is our guy, this is the guy we want. And then they just flew in somebody who satisfied the minority requirement, gave him a cursory interview, oh, kicked yeah, him I remember out, that. and yeah. hired the guy. Yeah, I think it and was. And the league a... jumped on him and said, no, you, 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 you basically thumbed your nose at the rule and faked your way through, and they made the team, they, they let him keep the coach, I think, but they fined the team just millions and millions and of dollars. I, I remember a little bit about that, too, yeah. and I believe that the minority guy went down there and he kind of knew what they were doing, and uh -huh. he got a lawsuit against him, yeah. and he won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's kind of like, hey, they were just like using me. They mm -hmm. had no intention of hiring me, so they had to give him a big payout too, and that's yeah. why he went. He knew what was going on. He's like, sure, give me some dinner, 
give me a nice hotel room for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Then when I get back, you're going to pay me a couple of million. Yep. Yeah. Well, Eric Bieniemy a couple of seasons back uh, let it be known that he wasn't going to go out on all these head coach interviews because he knew people were just using him to satisfy the I, Rudy I love that. Yeah. I love that. He's like, I ain't playing your yeah. fucking game. And I, I can't remember who it was. There was another coach that said uh, he believes that there are uh, head coaching candidates of color who get on that interview merry-go-round and then wind up not getting any head coaching job because they're all busy interviewing with teams they don't have a chance with anyway. Yes, They're just there for show. I agree. So the Rooney rule, the way it's being uh, skirted, the way they're getting around it, is actually making things even worse. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Nah, there's got to be more teeth in well, the enforcement of it because teams are going to do whatever makes them the most amount of money. Here's here's another one that I've noticed too. Remember how we were talking all along that the enemy, he just for whatever reason does an interview well or whatever, yeah. or they think he's too much of a read disciple that he can't get it all done on his own because he's yeah yes sir Andy yes sir you know or whatever they think is yeah. the deal is okay. I notice he's been uh, offered. Offensive coordinator jobs now. Yeah, instead of coaching. So they kind of realize now that if he wants to make the progression to a head coach, he's going to have to get out of uh, Andy Reid's shadow. Yeah, so that'd be a lateral move. He's yeah. same job, but do it so somewhere he's, else. He's going to have to go make Daniel Jones look good. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe revamp a Baker Mayfield. Dallas needs an offensive coordinator now. Oh, yeah. Because maybe went to, what, the Jets? Yeah, maybe reshape Dak and uh, try to make him good, which I think is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyone that ever thought that Dak Prescott was good, I don't get it. Uh, he yeah. puts up a lot of yards sometimes, but not all the time. I, Dak Prescott strikes me as the guy who fit all uh, – he checked all the boxes for someone that they wanted to promote and make the next darling. And then they just kind of hoped his talent would come along for the ride. And Skip, and really Bayless, Skip Bayless for counter-programming that little bitch. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. I noticed yeah. he didn't tweet anything out about Mahomes this time. Hmm, I wonder why. Oh. He'll be drowning in his own tears. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you little bitch. We know you're on the fucking East Coast, and we want you there. We don't want you here. Just shut up. You're a fucking fool. Let's see. What did it, what did they say? Jalen Hurts was been, has been born, grown up, played high school football, college football, and now pro football, and he's going to the Super Bowl all since the last time the Cowboys went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it was before Jalen Hurts was alive. And it's almost... So Jalen Hurts has had time to get born and grown up. Almost Mahomes, too. <laughs> Mahomes just by a few years. Yeah. It could have been almost just by a few years, both starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's how long Dallas has been shut out. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyhow. But they're yeah, still joining the USFL boys. in April. They're going to be in the USFL. So, that's all you Cowboy belong. fans, you yeah. guys could see them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyhow, um, do you want to progress to Super Bowl predictions yet? Might as well. We're here. Okay. We're going to do another one, too, before the game because of injuries. Because, yeah, it's it's still a week and a half at least. Okay. So. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Chiefs in a, in a close game. 
I'll, I'll even go ahead and say come from behind type of game. Uh, to douchebagsandmicrophone.net, you're one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you enjoy two douchebags and microphone, you'll definitely enjoy a shovel to the head. I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win by less than a score. Like three point less or six point less? Less than a touchdown. Okay, okay. Mine is quite a bit like yours. Mm-hmm. I picked the Chiefs. Yeah. I'm picking them by 10 or 11. Oh, nice. I think that once the Chiefs get ahead on this one, they're not looking back. And I think it might be like. Uh, Philadelphia gets off to a seven or ten nothing lead. Yeah. And then I think um, I think Mahomes is going to come out there. Kelsey's going to come out there. I think the offensive line. I think everybody. The defense. The defense is peaking at the right time. Yes, it is. I, I to me, I think eleven points. I'm going to say 10, 11 points. The Chiefs win, but it will be closer than that. Yeah. It will be closer than that most of the game. You won't get the 10, 11 point differential till midway, if not late, in the fourth quarter. The NFL's done a good job of eliminating the big blowout Super Bowls. Yes. Because that was a problem for a while. Is it season be exciting all the way up to the Super Bowl, then it'd just be a one sided stomping and every, everyone's disappointed. Every time Buffalo Bills are there, yeah. they get their ass stomped. Let's see, San Francisco beat Denver like 55 to 10 or something. Oh, yeah. And that was a John Elway one, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but they've done a good job of whatever they've done to change the rules. Well, okay, the, number one, um, the salary cap had a lot to do with that. True. Even though people will go work for Mahomes a lot cheaper than they will um, um, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Okay. Because they want the ring. You have ring chasers. Right, Von Miller? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, you're sitting at home. For a, okay. while, for a while there, San Francisco was where you went to chase a ring. Yeah. And yep. then uh, after them, it was uh, it was Denver for a few years when Manning was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Denver was a great example because a lot of people went to Denver uh, and um, trying to get a ring with Peyton Manning. Yeah. A lot Ken, of top Ken talent. Norton Jr., I remember, was a big one. Yeah, that was one. There are some others, too. There's some receivers that went there. Uh, I can't remember. But anyhow, I think Chiefs are starting to become that destination. Yeah, I so, can see that. Yeah, because everybody was on Buffalo's tip. Now, all of a sudden, you don't hear anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the free agency this, this offseason. Win or lose the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs are going to be a very – a very uh, attractive destination for Well, I think players. so, too. And the thing is, is I don't know where we have that many holes. I know. Is that going to find a hard time fitting in? Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to play for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. you're going to be a top-notch player. And I think maybe the receiving cores could use some. Yeah. Although Valdez Scantling. He did really well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've always wanted him to do well because he is that downfield threat we've needed. Yeah, yeah. So, if you have the time... 
they've got the beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juju, Christopher uh, got that. You did not. <laughs> Unless you're over 50 or 60 or something like that. I don't know. No, let's see. I'm 56. I remembered it. So, yeah. okay. If you got the time, Miller's got the beer. Yep. So, anyhow. That was a nice little comforting song they'd sing to make you want to go drink their, their beer. Yeah, yeah. People sitting by a fire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, Michael Blue Blay, sounding guy goes, If you've got the time. If you've got the time. We've got the beer. They make you feel wonderful about, you know, so let's see how wonderful life is when their product's involved. Yeah. They they don't show the guy with the fucking beer belly that's getting ready to go on dialysis because he drank himself to almost death. (laughs) If they could get away with it, they show the guy cracking a beer in his easy chair while three Asian women went down on him. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you drink a Miller. Yeah. Make no mistake, if they could advertise that way, they, they would. would advertise They'd be doing it, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, okay, so we both picked the Chiefs. Yep. Yay. But we'll do, we'll do the, as you said, we'll do this again, and we'll see how injuries play out. And uh, Somebody's peeling a child, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Journal of German donkeys. Um, so, I was wondering... Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I was yeah. reading about his cap hit. And That's probably I've, I've be got an article big. somewhere here, but his cap hit is insane. Mm. It's not going to be all, like, I think it's like $58 million or something like that. And uh, this is me bad because I never put my stuff in the order that we're going to read it. We're going to do it. I'm never really sure about does the cap hit affect the team that's losing him or the team that's gaining him or both? Well, if you can swing the right deal, the team that's gaining him. Takes because the that's hit. part of it. You go, okay, oh, okay, you guys take him off of our hands. And you and, take the hit. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's part of what it's designed to do is it's like, okay, uh, we owe him $50 million. You really want him? Mm-hmm. You're going to pay that $50 million and you're going to give us four draft picks, and we're going to try to get us a quarterback there, and we are really rebuilding it. I don't see so, it being worth anything like that. No, me neither. So that's why I'm asking this. But the undoubted elephant in the room is Roger's salary for 2023. Roger said he wanted to come back to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He said he would like to. Yeah. Um, but he does have some demands. He was on Pat McAfee's show, and he was mm-hmm. talking about some of the stuff that he wanted, like offensive linemen, receivers, which is absolutely. Yeah. If you want, if you're going to be out there, you don't want to be wasting your time, especially at his age. Yeah. His career is shrinking rapidly right oh, in yeah. front of him. Yeah. And he's trying to get another Super Bowl. Imagine a knee injury at his age is probably going to finish his yeah. career. Yeah. He's due to make fifty-nine million five hundred fifteen thousand. <laughs> Though fifty-eight three million of that is structured as an option bonus, mm. which takes his cap hit down to thirty-one point six million when exercised, according to the NFL Network. But still, yeah. I mean. And his own teammates and, and other players in the league, not his teammates, but other players in the league have been calling him out because Aaron Rodgers has been talking about coming back to win another MVP, not to win the Super Bowl, not to get in the playoffs, not to lead his team to victory, but because he wants to win MVP. He I he's question got that thought. It's completely selfish. And he's and, in it for himself, and he's telling you right up front, I'm in it for me, and I don't give a shit about anyone else. And I do believe else. that that is probably, probably why they have problems with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, Rodgers was one to complain 
it, this is my opinion and all of this is just what we've heard you know this show is hyperbole and opinion and I mean you know it doesn't mean anything right this is all our thought we don't have any absolute truths yeah so not that like we this is a podcast not like we really have to cover that but just to let people know yeah this is our thought and he may be the most delightful guy ever and all this shit that's uh, that we read is just lies could be but yeah. okay um, okay Rogers, I think, he was complaining about Brett Favre and his treatment. Brett Favre mm. shunned him, wouldn't show him anything, yeah. was, was very angry towards him. Well, then when Jordan Love comes up, he's doing the same thing. Yeah. The, th- the thing that he had a problem with, he is actually doing to Jordan Love. Which and, is a, a very good indicator of a narcissist personality. It's okay when I do it, but it's wrong when someone does it to me. Yes. That's yeah. the narcissist personality. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I would go on a limb here and say this. You know, he was chumming up with Bill Belichick after I thought about it. I don't know, I don't think Belichick would buy it. I don't think I don't, yeah. Well, number one, he would cost too much to get. Yeah. And number he's too much hand holding too. Yeah, I don't think that Belichick would be interested. I think Belichick's interested in um, drafting a Mac Jones, you know. I yeah. mean maybe it, it probably is not gonna be Mac Jones. But drafting a guy, that guy, like he did Brady, even though they didn't expect Brady to do anything because he was Mr. Irrelevant. But anyhow, I think he's interested in that. Or that overage quarterback that played for the national champion in college this year. Was that guy 40 years old still playing college football? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Stetson or Stetson, yeah. yeah. He's, what, 45, 50 years old? Something like that. (laughs) Hey, I never played college football. I, could, I probably have four years of eligibility in me. God bless him. <laughs> you got a gig like that and you keep it, keep it. So, uh, anyhow, but amid all of this, Rodgers hadn't even said he is playing next year. Yeah. He has Brady. not come out and said anything. You know, there's been a lot of dreaming, this from Rodgers, there's been a lot of dreaming about retiring as a Packer because there's something really special about that. The 18-year-old NFL veteran said, but if the competitive hole still needs uh, to be satisfied and it's time to move on, I hope everyone would look at it with a lot of gratitude. Mm. He's talking about that towards him. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Rogers. Thank you for being here. Yes. Again, just what, what you said. Uh-huh. Exactly it's what you said. Him. All about him. He doesn't say, you listen to Mahomes. He's like, yeah, well, the team definitely stood up. I thank God for healing me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that boy, we had a heck of a play from the defense. No, it's he, all about him, him, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I would not want the guy on my team, actually. I think the whole Green Bay area has been telling Rodgers that he's uh, the next best thing to God for the last 18 years. And he firmly believes it. He firmly it believes so it, So yes. Green Bay, this is what you get. You've it is. idolized and worshipped this guy and put up with all of his stupidity and his bullshit. But and let's face this it. is what you get now. You don't like this, this guy because he's a great guy to go have a beer with. You like this guy because yeah. he wins you games. Yeah. And championship, well, one, but, you know, he's usually in it. Mm-hmm. He's usually in the mix. This year he was not, but he's usually in the mix. And so, when you know, so you like this guy because of that, and that's the only reason. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, I'm glad I can read today. Yeah. Uh, by the way, dog had had a stomach infection. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's doing better. 
that gave him some medicine. He seems to be recuperating pretty that's good. good. So that's good. Yeah. So the last podcast, which you'll hear the second half of it later. Yeah. When I can't read. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you get two, <laughs> two hours sleep. Yes. And a uh, hundred people buzzing around you, taking pictures and talking. <laughs> so, anyhow, well, Rogers seems relaxed. The Packers uh, have to be scrambling to figure out the best path forward. As it currently stands, Green Bay has limited options immediately. Even if uh, Rogers tells them tomorrow he intends to play football next year, they can't release him. The dead cap hit would be catastrophic. Wow. But Oh, that's right. There's certain times of the year when yes. it's better to release them. Yes, and that's why wow. they do the June 1st. It's so complex, man. I know, I, and, and all of this is because of the salary cap structure, which I'm for, because oh, yeah. we don't have fucking baseball. Yeah. You know, they, baseball don't have any of this, and they're fucked. You can never plan on us winning because of that. Yeah. I They just recently announced the new salary cap for next year. It's like $280 million something, and it's... It's a percentage of the team's income, of the average of all the 32 teams, and the teams are required to spend a certain amount. I mean, they can't spend over the salary cap, but they have to get, I think, within 90% of it. So that discourages teams from cheaping out and just being... Uh, exactly. And not sharing their revenue. The whole thing is designed to share more revenue with the players. And the thing I love is Jacksonville is worth the... Not not if you went and sold the teams. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Jacksonville is worth the same amount as New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the ideal system. And that's because NFL owners, as flawed as they are, are very intelligent on that level. Yeah. Yeah. They, they put the business first. They say, you know, first and foremost, let's all make money. Yes. Let's every one of us make money, and if we're all making money together, we can all keep working together. They also understand, like, where if you get MLB together and you get the owners together, a lot of them don't even talk to each other. They don't like each other. No, they want to see the others fail. Yeah, the Red Sox consider the Royals an embarrassment, and the Royals consider the Red Sox a bunch of fucking hogs. But in the NFL, if one team owner is disgraced, it disgraces all of them. So they're all interested in keeping each other's reputations good, working with each other. They're not, not out running each other down. MLB hasn't figured that out yet. They're, it's all a bunch of cowboys out for themselves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So expand it on this just a little bit more, and then we can go on to other subjects because we know that, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers probably isn't everybody's first concern. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, <laughs> and we realize this, but it's a story that really needs to be talked about a little bit because it's very interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so they could trade him, but the problem is now if the Rodgers uh, trade happens um, after June 1st, the Packers would have a sizable amount off the cap and reduce their dead cap hit as well as spread it over the next two years. Rogers' contract would only result in 15.80, uh, 15.83 million in dead cap for 2023, but that's got to be after June 1st. If you cut him before June 1st, you're taking at least what was it? 20 million. 20, more. 20 million more. Yeah. With the the possibility of even more, depending on the situation. And I'm guessing that if they do it after June 1st, the Packers don't have to pay it, but the other team does. You can I don't swing think that. that. I don't think that's okay. money that's you know just not paid by anybody. Let's say Carolina wants him, because that's a team that's looking for a quarterback. Yeah. And they're also looking at Sean Payton. Okay. They go to Sean Payton and go, all right, here's what we want to do. You're going to help us facilitate this. Yeah. We want to get Aaron Rodgers for two years. 
We want you to coach Aaron Rodgers like you did Drew Brees. We want you to come up with a defense. It's all yours, Sean. You sign on the dotted line. We're going to get him. You start, you know, as soon as we sign you, you start calling Green Bay and talking to him about this. That could work. Well, yeah. Uh, What Carolina would do is like, uh, well, um, let me think of another one. Uh, Texans. The -hmm. Texans, they're not going to pay your cap. We'll pay your cap. Yeah. And also, we'll give you four draft picks. So uh, Jordan Love is a free agent as of 2024, and he has not proved himself. So you need at least a year, right? You, yeah, you got to figure out what you got there. Yeah, he's yeah. on his fifth year. That's how much time you wasted with that draft pick, which was insane. Um, you bring up a good point about limited places for Aaron Rodgers to go. A lot of the teams that he would like to go to either might not be able to afford him or already have a quarterback. Exactly. And the places the teams that have a space for him and the money to pay him are probably a lot of places he doesn't want to go, like the Texans yeah, or the Jags. Carolina you know, would be probably his dream if you got someone like a Sean Payton there. Yeah. Look, I mean, Denver can't afford him. They no. already invested all their fucking beans <laughs> in Denver's in not going to be able to afford anything yeah. for a long time. Uh, the Raiders could be a possibility. Yeah. But, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, wait a minute. No, no. Way. they're got, up against the salary cap. Yeah, they spent, they spent everything Devontae on Adams, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that, would you want to go work with Devontae and Adams when he just deserted you to go work with his college teammate? The Raiders also have to re-sign Max Crosby. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's going to take oh, a Oh, God, money. would that be nice if he went to uh, Kansas City with a hometown discount? I'm pretty sure Max Crosby wants to come to KC. He'll probably go ahead and sign with the Raiders if they offer him enough, but I think we're at least his second choice. Well, I think right now a lot of their fantasies is to join uh, KC because you're probably working with the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah. And you're also working with one of the greatest defenses, uh, defense player ever, Chris Jones. Yeah. He finally got two sacks. Mm. He, did, he didn't just get one, he got two. <laughs> Very convincing And, and the thing too. is, is uh, the whole thing about him not coming up in the uh, postseason is complete bullshit. I remember seeing him in the Super Bowl against San Francisco, and Towards the last two minutes, he harassed, probably the last four minutes, he harassed and got in Garoppolo's face so bad that Garoppolo was really virtually not doing anything. That's the problem with some of these uh, positions is the stats that they keep don't reflect the impact they're really having on the no, game. I wish they had like a disruptive stat. Yeah. Like how many times someone's in there screaming with their hands up or batted passes. How many passes did uh, Chris Joe specifically and they keep those stats for the quarterback. You mm-hmm. know, this quarterback has been hurried this many times, pressured this many times. Frank Clark is another down one. This many, but they don't say who the defensive players. No, were I know they never that. do. I wish they did. That would, yeah. Frank Clark's another one that had a lot of batted down passes and a lot of harassment, but didn't really yeah. necessarily. Well, he did have a lot of sacks because I think he's like number one or two. I think I heard. Um, he's, I was listening to Sorrent show uh, on the way home yesterday, and I think. Was it Trent Green or Sorrent? So he has Trent Green on every like Monday, like Monday morning quarterback or whatever. I think Frank Clark has the most sacks in the postseason ever. Oh, wow. If I heard okay. it correctly. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but um, I thought that's what Trent Green or Sorrent said because I only have like 25 minutes to make it home, and that's the yeah. limited the time that I listen. But you know, that's such an odd stat because first you got to make it to the postseason. Yes. So a lot of really good sackers. Don't make don't make it to the postseason, so you really can't judge everybody by that stat. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so, so anyhow, I'm pretty sure that that is, and I'll check it out later. I'm not going to do it right now. You know, I don't feel like getting on the Google and doing that. Yeah, you know what? Hell yeah, anyway. hang on. <laughs> hang on. What the hell? Why not? All right. And then we can go on to something else. Hey, Google. Who has the most postseason sacks in the NFL? Here is information from pro-football-reference.com. Okay, Bruce Smith, 14.5, Terrell Suggs, 12.5, Frank Clark, 12. So he's very, very close. So, okay, I was probably, uh, I was probably flipping someone off. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, anyhow, they said 12, the third, and I thought he said first. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad considering he's still playing and he has a lot of playoff left. Yeah. If, at least if he stays with the Chiefs. See, we got him from Seattle. Yes. Yeah. So, wonder how many of those sacks he had with Seattle. No. He yeah. had a lot. I kind of questioned his heart with Seattle, and I forgot why. And I was like, "Are you sure you want that guy?" No, I couldn't have been. <laughs> I couldn't have been further. I couldn't have been wrong anymore. I mean, yeah. I was just completely, just completely wrong on that because, I mean, I think as you that made the point, as a. Uh, Defensive coordinator Spagnola, would that drive you nuts? You know that in the postseason, all of a sudden you're getting all these sacks, and you're thinking, "Well, what about that game against Indy that we lost? Why couldn't you have fucking done that there?" Yeah. What about the Texans who almost beat us? Why yeah. couldn't you have done that there? Yeah, it's amazing. Just little things fall into place. I'm and sure all of at a the end of the day, like pass rush works, or your running game works, or the the end of the day, I'm pretty sure. Like uh, when we won the other day, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's like, I don't give a shit about that Houston game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he probably looks at it as a body of work instead of one game. Yeah. And I think that you would have to because if you looked at it like one game, you probably drive yourself nuts nitpicking the shit out of it. Yeah, when you start so, focusing in too closely, yeah, um, it it really screws you up. Like imagine trying to drive down the highway only looking about three feet in front of your car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you would have to go body of work. Yeah. you so. got to look at the big picture, the long view. You know, all of that really, really makes a big difference. You make smarter choices. Yeah. You make better decisions. You can evaluate better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you jump on the guy because of the great game he had last time and start him in your uh, fantasy football lineup, and then, you know, he tanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look at the body of work, you realize that, oh, he has a good game, and then he has a lousy game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, um, so that's why these coaches get paid way more than we do. Yep. All right. We will be right back with why ESPN is out of gas. About as pleasant as a jackhammer at 4 a.m. Hello. This is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy.
I'm Topher. Well, um, okay, we are going to go into ESPN and why they're officially out of gas. I would agree. But before this, what we were talking about there when we were getting our second dose of caffeine from the City Market Coffee, we are at our home base, which we didn't mention earlier, the City Market, and we're out in front of the City Market Coffee. And uh, we got our second dose of espresso, caffeine, what have you know, what have you. So we're like all amped up now. Natural stimulants. Yes, gotta love it. You were talking about who was announcing the game? For yeah. uh, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. It's going to be commentators. Uh, Greg Olson and uh, Kevin Burkhart. So that's good. No Joe Buck. No yes. Tony Romo. Yes. <laughs> Do you mention how people are starting to pile on Romo? Right, right. There was an article this morning about uh, people. Uh, Starting to call out Romo for being over top on his game announcement uh, for the Chiefs game Sunday specifically. Uh, he compared Josh Allen to Michael Jordan last week, and he compared Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan this week. But first, he called him Magic Johnson. Yeah, he called him Magic Johnson first, and then had to correct himself to Michael Jordan. I and guess I guess Tony of... Romo is thinking that all black athletes look alike. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> oh, so Romo is a racist hater. <laughs> well, you could hear a little bit of a, like a like a or something like that in between. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that he got a look. Or somebody yelled in his ear, "Michael Jordan, dumbass!" <laughs> yeah, because I'm not sure if that was him or who's the other guy. I forgot. Um, Jim Nance. Jim Nance. It, it sounded like maybe Jim Nance gave a little groan, like, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, think about what you just said. Yeah. Because there was like a little, semi-little, small grunt in there. Yeah, that's probably his, Romo, you're being a dumbass again. Noise. Yeah, and I think he's probably like, <clears throat> you know, getting his attention, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then right after that, you heard the, I, I, I meant, I meant. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he went, he wouldn't stop talking about Mahomes' ankle. Someone tweeted in that if he, he says if if he talks about Mahomes' ankle one more time, I'm going to seriously lose my mind. <laughs> yes, because it was obviously a non-issue at that point. Yeah. Why would you even keep making it up at that point and go, look, obviously the guy's good enough to play. Yeah, I remember even saying this. Why is he talking about it? It's not even a thing. You might as well just bring up Tyreek Hill again, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprised he did Are you talking about the guy that's sitting at home? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, we're the most accurate quarterback ever? Both of them? Yes. Both of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever exist in the entire universe. No, but Romo, uh, apparently he's been super popular ever since he started. But now people are starting to say, you know well, what, I'm kind of sick of he's, it. He's the only guy, the commentator, that isn't getting better. He's regressing. Yeah. I don't understand it because when he first started, he wasn't trying to take over everything. Yeah, he he was just kind of like kind of getting the feel of it and kind of <laughs> chiming in when he needed to. Now that he feels like he's over Jim Nance, obviously he uh-huh. does, he's ruining it. Have you seen his Tony Romo's Subway commercials? Yeah. The guy looks like a total sick perv. Yeah, I mean, he does. He looks really awful on camera. Oh, I think he that does. I think that giant meatball almost hitting him in the fucking face <laughs> is pretty accurate. It's probably Jared's balls hitting him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Jared from Subway. Let's not ever forget Jared from Subway. That's that's one of the reasons I don't go there anymore. That and they, in my opinion, they. Uh, don't exactly give you what they say, and it's a lot higher than what they say. It'll taste like crap. So anyhow, we were going to go to ESPN is completely out of gas. Yeah. And here is why. Okay. 
I'm watching one of my many football shows when they had a sports physician on. It, it, it was one of those ancillary shows with the chick and the guy. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who the chick or the guy is. Yeah. The guy's not an athlete. He's some kind of Peabody-looking little bitch. Yeah. And they're both sitting there you know, and talking about And the chick has to be yeah. totally hot. And I was and at work, totally to be hot. fair. Yeah. yeah, I was at work, to be fair. And that's why the channel didn't get changed, really. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, they were actually showing an actual person demonstration, like they were Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> on a bench with their foot up and then they had an actual sports physician in there wrapping it up and, just, and he was describing actually it was a her uh-huh. she was describing how a high ankle sprain would be taped and why oh my god you yeah. show him how you blow his nose too yes Jeez. and I'm just sitting there and I'm like looking around and other people weren't even paying attention I'm like I'm the only idiot that's watching this because I was astounded by the stupidity. No kidding. How out of gas do you have to be? Nothing else to have an hour to of talk this. about. Because I came back in, and they were still talking about it, and this was almost an hour oh later. <laughs> and then How they probably we... replayed that segment several times during the day. Oh, I'm sure they did, just yeah. like the NFL. Get the money's worth the, uh, out of it. Yeah, in the Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah they recorded one about hour the feeling sorry for them, and, and they're then they all just like played it over and over. And, yeah. They get their FM radio voice and they talk about the poor, tragic young man and the struggle he's going through. It's all manipulation. Absolutely manipulation. And I'd like to let everybody know we all prayed before. Our our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. And I'm just stunned. Because we know they're listening. The whole world is just stunned. (laughs) (laughs) To watch that young man collapse on the field. You see how easy it is? Yes. (laughs) And it, and it kind of reminds me, we already went over this, but I mean, look, I don't mean to be bagging on these people. They're my friends. But people saying they were almost, they were getting weepy over uh, Osai or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, actually the hitting our, player? Yeah, the, hitting our quarterback out of bounds and trying to hurt him. And then really crashing his own knee and being yeah. left behind on the oh, field. Oh, felt like, so bad. Why? That guy tried to ruin your quarterback, and you're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You need to reevaluate the way you think. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, it's the urge to instantly feel sympathy for anyone who looks like you're in the least bit of trouble. Someone comes up and punches you in the nose, and then they hurt their uh, fist. Are you going to feel bad for them? Oh, I'll have to kiss their boo-boo and bandage their I'm so their sorry hand. you tried to harm me let, let and me got wipe, harmed. Let me wipe my icky blood off you. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Come here. I mean, Come I don't here. want to shoot the Bring guy in the head, him. but I'm going to oh. say fuck you. He got what he deserved. Yeah. yeah. Instant karma. I don't, yeah. Got a fucked up knee and a loss, mm-hmm. and he's going home. He's got a year to fucking think about that. Good. Everything that happened to him was his own doing. Exactly. Nobody did it to him. No one forced him to do it. He no made one a pushed really him into Mahomes, and he and he got a flag uh-huh. because it was inadvertent. But it's too late. The flag was already thrown, and the guy's already committed. One going to look like a fool. None of that. He. he As a matter uh, of fact, everybody I talked to at work, and everybody yeah. personal friends, including you, when. Well, you and I were together watching it, mm-hmm. and you and I looked at each other and said, "We just won the game uh-huh. because it was that overt. It was that. Yep, so obvious. Yes, that obvious. And it was Patrick Mahomes, one of the biggest money makers for every team in the Let league. Let me tell you, we go to the Super Bowl at that point, and there's no Patrick Mahomes. 
that Super Bowl rating is going to dwindle. Yeah, oh, yeah. No one's going to watch that with the because, backup. Uh, because I was reading, I never did get to this. This is one of the many stories because we go off on all these tangents like we are right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, remember the flex game that they took and they put in another game and they took out Denver and Kansas City? Yeah. Because, you know, Denver just No one sucked. wanted to watch Denver. No one. <laughs> Actually, their viewership went down over a half because they took out Mahomes. No yep. one gave a shit about Wilson. They wanted to watch Mahomes. Yep. Look, we're the Fonz's choice. <laughs> yes. And, and I love Henry Winkler. He is so dedicated to Mahomes now. Ever since Mahomes actually went over there and talked to him, was going to take him up on dinner and all that. Gave him a jersey. Yeah, gave him a jersey. He is just, man, every chance he gets, he's out there going, <laughs> go Patrick, go Mahomes. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the guy's awesome. I love it. it. I mean, little little Jewish guy that admittedly knows nothing about football, got into it because his sons love him, and yep. now he's like the biggest fan ever. And I've always <laughs> loved Henry Winkler because he has always been a genuine, true, nice guy. Yeah, I really liked all the stuff he did after Happy Days. Me too. I mean, he was great in Happy Days. A lot of movies that he did were just his true talent came. Yeah, his true talent came out afterwards. What was that movie he did with Michael Keaton and Shelley Long? Mm. Um, And they had some get rich, get rich quick scheme. Hang on, I'll I'll never uh, think of it. It's been a while. I'm gonna see if I can't find it. But he uh, he showed some real range in that movie. Michael Keaton and Shelley Long. It was. It was. Night shift is a night shift. There you go. Directed by Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. That's right. Yeah. Ron Howard gave him the gave him the rub, saying, "Hey, here, yep. come on on." But he did such a great job. He was an obvious choice, anyhow. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, another thing is, is we're going to be doing more live spots because our numbers have exploded. Nice. Have exploded. We need to get out and give people a chance to come by and throw bodily fluids at us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> Always fun. That's why our banner is waterproof and sperm-proof and piss-proof and all that stuff. We All that stuff just wipes right off. I've had a number of comments about my intros. I'm very proud of them. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, actually, I, uh, I, I would like to think that my intros are um, as good as anything anywhere offered I, I right think now. So. I don't know about the golden age uh, and, and and I'm speaking anywhere from Dick and Jay to Max Floyd to Randy Miller to Johnny Dare to Man Cow to Howard Stern or any of those guys. I'm talking about the golden age of morning shows. I don't know if it stacks up to them, but I would mm-hmm. like to think it is pretty damn good and not that far off. You would think about a local radio show uh, Bubba Love Sponge Church of Laszlo. Yeah. He's been using the same intro for Ever since Pulp Fiction came out. And he's out of gas. And I'm sorry. It's just old and lame and tired, and the intro is so He reminds me of tired, Stern. He's don't all even pissed off and just not happy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, there was a time when Church of Laszlo had a few interesting things to say, but when wow, he first, how do he, they even man, manage to stay on the air anymore? They're so boring. I remember listening to him in the 90s when he first came to Kansas City, and he's talking about the best sex ever is a girl that cries in the corner afterwards. What a weirdo. And he called everybody Hot Pants. Yeah. Go, hey, what's up, Hot Pants? He was good then. He was fresh. But ever since then, life kicked him in the ass so much, I mean, or he's busy kicking himself in the ass, that... He's it, phoning it in. It's a great show yeah. to shoot yourself in the head to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. He's just not funny anymore. No. 
So, and you know, that's why I call him like a like a stern. It just like it's like okay, we get it. You're miserable. Love him or hate him, the NFL has it dialed in on entertainment and everything. It really does. Um, you know, I used to follow the NFL very closely. I could tell you, you know, pretty much the starting players on any team. Mm -hmm. And on a Monday, I could tell you who played who and what the score was. At the time, it was important to me, and I really enjoyed it. Right now, it's... Well, the birds are having a party. Yes, they are. Anyhow. <laughs> But right now, it's it's just not that important to me. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy watching it, but I have trouble sticking with it through the commercial breaks. That yeah. is a that's a huge issue that I've noticed too. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless it's the Chiefs, yeah. you know, yeah. and it could be a very important game. Even mm -hmm. you know, it could be like divisional playoffs, and the next our next opponent is going to be whoever wins. I still, if they do the back-to-back -back commercials where they come back and they have a timeout for a for a call, and then they come back for the two-minute mm -hmm. warning, then they come back another timeout. It's like no. Yeah, my favorite favorite, as in ironic or sarcastically favorite, is the team will score a touchdown, kick the extra point, and then they go to a long commercial break, mm -hmm. come back, have the kick off, and run back, go to a commercial break again. Yes, it's like seriously. They, they kicked the ball off, it went into the end zone for a touchback, the clock never even started on the game, so literally no time has elapsed in the game. Yet, here we go to another commercial break. Oh, I know, it drives me nuts. Uh, yeah, the last two minutes last as long as the first three quarters. Yeah. Um, I've got a question sure. along that line. Okay. Do you find out? <laughs> okay, well, this is just, would you or not? Yeah. Okay. The NFL. Now, it's been talked about before, and, and I've thought about it too, and I have my answer. I pretty much uh, think I know what I do, but it depends on a couple of things. But anyhow, okay. Now, uh, it's been talked about, like, you can pay for the games or a subscription. Oh, yeah. That is not a commercial fee. You know, like you can go on Amazon and they'll go, do you want the free version? Mm -hmm. Would you have the Geico and the Progressive commercials in the middle of it? You yeah. Know? yeah. And, uh, you know, every five minutes you get a, a homeowner turning into their parents or, you know, yeah. or, or you know, <laughs> flow or something. Just don't forget the boner pills. You always oh, got to be asked yes. for the boner pills. Yep. So, yeah, you get these in the middle of them every, like, three or four minutes. So, okay. Would you pay? And how much would you pay tops per year to not have all those annoying commercials or football, I don't know what they do. Would they just keep it right there on the field and show what each team's doing? Like, uh, oh no, let's say uh, Andy Reid's over there talking to Mahomes, and it's real spirited. They're both like using yeah. their hands, you know. Or interesting thought. Think back to the early days of satellite TV, mm -hmm. um, when it wasn't really an established industry is just people realized, hey, we can build and construct these satellite dishes cheaply enough to sell to individuals, and they can aim it at the same satellites that the networks are using and get their network feed. Yeah. And with and by getting the network feed, you avoid all the commercials. And you also get to see what's going on during the commercial break of live sporting events. You know, they usually keep the cameras on. So people were watching Monday Night Football and then they'd see the host say, Okay, you know, off to, you know, we'll be back after these messages. 
and the people watching this brand new satellite TV, they see the guys just standing around shuffling their papers, you know, and say, oh, well, that, that player was kind of an ass, wasn't he? Yeah, he was scratching his balls earlier, and, you know, just all the stuff that they never intended to go out on the air, but it was being broadcast, unencrypted, free and clear from their satellite. I do remember, so there was, remember yeah. you're talking about the huge satellites that you used to have to turn. Right, those, yeah. those big 10 to, 10 to 12 foot one. diameter yeah. ones, some of them they were mesh and some of them were solid. Paper mache, yeah. shotgun, uh, fiberglass. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I remember there was a Larry King show where Larry King had gone off about the people watching on these, you know, these satellite dishes, and they were pirates, and they were stealing the the, the signal. Oh, that would make no me feel luck. good. And everybody who was calling in to the Larry King show was was saying, "Well, I want, I did have a question, but I guess since I'm just a pirate and no good thief, I guess you don't want to hear from me." And then they hang up. Caller after caller was doing that because Larry, Larry King had a call-in show. Yeah, I remember. And his callers were saying, well, I'm watching on one of your you know, illegal satellites that you talked about, so I must be a pirate and a scumbag. So, then, so he quit taking calls. <laughs> and here was this Larry King show. You know how he showed the phone bank there? You know, yeah. The thing was just, every light was blinking like crazy. He's refusing <laughs> to take any calls and therefore running out of things to say with his guests. And I asked my uncle, who was watching this on one of those satellite dishes, what's going on? And he said, and he explained that Larry King had just insulted the majority of the audience by calling them thieves and pirates. So then the, the networks... Well, I could have called him a thief for taking money for his show. Wow, little lowrider wannabe uh, riding one of his little toy motorcycles. Look, look at that little fat bitch on that little bike. Yeah. Yeah. Bill just Man. push him over and watch him skin his knees. Hey, dude, really sorry you have such a tiny penis. you got to ride one of those. Sorry, sucks for you. Um, oh, but, uh, you know, Murray King was stealing money from the network that paid him to have that god-awful show, too. Yeah, so, okay. They have two different ways. I mean, it's like, look, I'm stealing your god-awful show, but you're stealing money from the network. So, oh, yeah, and then the networks got smart and said, okay, we're going to start encrypting our signals. Yeah, I remember. And that spawned a huge industry of decoding, decoding boxes. Decoding, yep. And, you know, it was it was like, you know, the people inventing steroids and the people inventing the story tests. It's yeah. an arms race. Or modern day, unlocked fire sticks. Yeah. It's like someone's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know what, I'll go in here uh, and, and I'm going to unlock everything and then they catch up with it and then the fire stick you bop and yeah. fucking John somewhere, you know, it, it, no yeah. good, then you buy another one from fucking yeah. Bill somewhere, and yeah. So they had that war for a while with the decoding boxes, and finally someone gets smart and said, you know what, this is here to stay. We need to find a way to regulate it and monetize it and, and mainstream it. And that's where you got, you know, like Dish TV and Direct TV, and those things started showing up. Yeah. And it was like overnight, those giant satellite dishes you were seeing in people's backyards were just junk. People yeah, would try to sell that. them. People were trying to get Nobody rid of them. Nobody wanted them. They no set them out come the, and get them at no. large items. Like, they yeah. set them out the curb and say, please steal this. And nobody touched it because it was worthless technology anymore. So that'll Yeah, it was overnight. Sold. Yeah, it was overnight. So, that, 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 when... Uh, well, and then one of those became, remember for a while, that it became a good report. 
and that was it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You yeah. can pick up all sorts of pirate signals. Yeah, the perks in the area, mm -hmm. they'd have one of those big dishes still going. Oh yeah, you could probably aim it at like you know, satellite carrying feeds from other countries. Yes. We don't have the same regulations as the U.S. does, so yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, they, uh, so if you were having a subscription service to watch the NFL games with no commercials, They've learned their lesson from that. They're not just going to let you, you know, see nothing happening or the cameraman scratching well, himself. I would predict that this would happen. Okay. If that ever happens, I don't think it's going to happen, number one. They make too much money from the sponsors. Yeah. They're too embedded with everything. You know, State Farm, you yeah. know, and you need your Mahomes, you need your Rogers, and all those guys. All of this just supports NFL. So, if it ever did become this, what would happen is you get all these little emblems everywhere in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Presented by State Farm, presented by Progressive, you know. Yeah. And that's it's like what, trying to look at a NASCAR you put driver's uniform or his yeah. car and actually see what color it is. You can't because of all the, all the all the sponsor patches. Yeah. So yeah, that would they would still find a way to get sponsorship for the times that you aren't seeing the quote unquote commercials that you would expect. Mm -hmm. But what you will see is maybe they'll throw in a, a, an interview with a player and there's a, you know, a big can of Coke sitting there throughout the entire interview or a bag of Doritos or they'll make references to DraftKings and FanDuel. They will advertise somehow. Yeah, those will all be worked in there. So we'll still get the advertisements but just in a slightly more palatable form. And then they get the benefit of the people who didn't subscribe to the non-commercial version. They miss out those little segments. They'll package those and broadcast them later on TV, commercial TV. You're right. So you'll get the, the product placement that was in there to begin with. Then they're going to sell commercials for it, too. They'll get double paid on that. So it's, it's going to work out you know, money, money, money for the NFL. They're going to sell us on the idea that we're not seeing it as but we are. Yeah. Hey, where'd everybody go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.